0: Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts, I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner.
1: Thank you for coming tonight. You can also hear us on Fridays if you're in the Madison area on WRT 89.9 FM, listener-sponsored community radio. We are really happy to be here tonight with Caravan Gypsy Swing Ensemble. Strange sitting off in the wings here. Mary and I are on opposite sides of the stage. It's
0: like we're playing tennis, honey. Four!
2: Oh, wait, that's golf. Sorry. Love. Love.
0: I don't know. Well, thanks for coming on the show tonight.
2: Thanks for having us, Chris. You bet.
1: It seems like I just saw you guys somewhere.
3: Yeah, we spent a whole whole day together or
1: something. (laughs) And we're still speaking, which is amazing. (laughs) Uh, But these guys, uh, Gypsy, uh, Our or, uh, uh, caravan has been in the studio recording an album. Is it done? Is the recording done the yet? The
3: recording's done. As far as far as we know, we haven't heard it yet. But
1: okay. <laughs> but you're in the process of mixing, probably.
3: Yeah, that's uh, definitely the next step. Okay.
1: So. And that's at Audio for the Arts, just up the street here, actually. From yeah,
4: not far from here at all. Yeah, great studio. Yeah, we spent two days and recorded
3: 14 songs. Yeah, I think. it was like one after the other. You know, like normal, I guess, one after the other.
2: Once we hear them, we're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna keep two of them. We did them out of
3: sequences.
4: Yeah. It's kind of like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although seven a day is pretty unusual. We did night <laughs> and then morning.
3: Yeah, it was uh, it was real. You know, we've just been uh, we've been real busy with gigs and uh, also just you know rehearsing a lot. And so we yeah. came in real ready and we just banged them out. So
1: yeah, I couldn't. believe My jaw dropped when I heard that how many of you guys had recorded in in two days. Yeah. It's just, it's just I've never never heard of that. You guys huh. must have
0: been really prepared.
3: Yeah, we you know we've been working hard, so a lot yeah. of good gigs,
1: whatever. So, but you've been working hard at this for quite a while. How many years has the band been together?
3: Um, about six, I yeah. think, or give or take. So.
1: And Chris, you, I mean, you're the the originator. You're the, yeah, yeah, the band leader, and yep. it's you've had a couple of guitars, but Ed Ed. So well, actually, we got Chris Rupenthal on the guitar, on and Ed Phila also on guitar. We have uh, Kevin Tipple back on the bass. Hey, Hey. And we got Greg Smith on the clarinet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I remember back, I remember back in the day when, uh, <laughs> but uh, I remember when you were just starting this band. Yeah. That's... And I, I heard about you. I think uh-huh. you were, were you working at Ward Brown then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a local music
0: store.
4: He yeah. started at the mail room and worked his way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> Clawed his way to the top. Of it. Right to the back room there. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but, but you haven't always played this style.
3: Not, no, I, I mean, I came to this style from uh, American jazz. That yeah. was my first, um, my first inspiration, like as a guitarist, uh, guitar hero, I guess, was Wes Montgomery. And. Um, you know from there it just kind of I don't know it was kind of a I had went through a whole this whole you know process of like you know learning that music and playing it and practicing it and uh, just always kind of feeling a little bit unsettled like I wasn't really an uh, electric guitar player and I I just had a more of an interest in world music and in ethnic music and acoustic music basically and uh, so I I went through a point where uh, you know I was wondering what should I do with myself should I play some western swing music should i play some bluegrass should i play some sam bush style yeah. jazzy whatever bluegrass instrumentation type stuff and someone lent me some cds of some of these guys that play this music and it just was like a major shift in my musical past
1: oh that could have gone anywhere i mean someone could have given you a tiny tim album <laughs> <laughs> you, you you dodged a bullet on that one my friend <laughs> Thankfully. well we're glad that uh that they played, so so they played. Was it Django directly that you heard? That well, I knew about
3: Django being a jazz yeah. guitarist for sure. So it was actually uh, recordings of a guy named Jimmy Rosenberg. Um, oh yeah. who was like a monster child virtuoso, you know. Um, and uh, so it's just I, I don't know. Like I think at that point my ears weren't wrapped around vintage music as much, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I liked. Um, I mean, I was a jazz guy, and so like I like modern jazz. And so like listening to Django, like I knew who he was, but it wasn't like... It just took a little bit of a push in that direction for me to be able to appreciate, just yeah. due to this, I think maybe due to the sound quality, but I don't know, you know?
1: And it's a whole different bag, isn't it? I mean, if you've been studying standard guitar, yeah, you just... I mean, I, I, either you or Ed can attest to that, I'm sure. I'm just making this up, I'm, just, I'm guessing. but
4: Well, playing acoustic guitar is a lot different than playing electric, so if you came out of an electric background... You know, you definitely would... It's a challenge to play acoustic. Right. Know, sure. The it's
0: technique something. and the physicality.
4: Yeah, you just, yeah. you're you more responsible for producing tone and stuff. Or with an electric guitar, you know, you dial it in on an amplifier and well, you hopefully go. running through a lot of reverb. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with an acoustic guitar, it's just you're responsible for making it sound good. You
1: know. yeah. Now, do both of you guys use really stiff, heavy picks? I know that's kind of the standard. Yeah. Right? Um, mine's like We're
3: supposed to keep this clean.
1: What <laughs> <you>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm
3: sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. What? Mine's a, mine's a, mine's a 3.5 millimeter, and Ed's, Ed plays only a 2.5. <laughs> I don't need to overcompensate. Ah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
5: Yeah, That's so my,
3: it's like uh, if you can envision like four or fi- well, five or six Fender heavy picks all glued together. That's
2: basically what I'm using This is going here. downhill fast. I like yeah. the... Uh, See, and Greg and uh, I don't uh, need uh, him at all. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> well, and Kevin's got the biggest instrument of all. He he's sitting standing in the back right there. Yeah. We'll have flowcharts and diagrams on the website, of course. Mattoastlive.com.
4: <laughs> Do you need a password for that?
1: <laughs> for this, week, yes, yes You
3: your age. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but Chris, I mean, if you're if you're if you're listening to the podcast and you, and you can't see the van, Chris is a Chris is a pretty. You're, you're kind of a big. You're big guy. I mean, not not like overweight. Tall, you're just a big guy. Very tall. And so you've got this muscle for this instrument. And I know that that um, kind of the typical. This isn't the standard. Literally, like a coat button. Well, some, I mean, some gypsy Roma players. Some of those guys
3: use buttons, buttons yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you know, they're de- obviously Django used a, used a regular pick, but uh, yeah. I mean, it's easy enough to make one of these picks. I guess it's not easy, but it's possible to make, you know, any, make a big pick like this out of any sort of plastic yeah. thing. And, you know, like uh, a lot of those guys are just making do with what they can get their hands on. Yeah. So. And, yeah. and I yeah. thought they were trying to recreate tortoise shell, too. Exactly. Kind of really
5: yeah. super hard material. Yeah. Yep. So. yep. Illegal all get out. Yeah. <laughs> now they're in danger. Got an insight connection. Yeah, it right. Hey, what,
1: do either of you guys remember <laughs> the first like true sort of gypsy, or I should say Roma? By the way, that's the correct terminology. Correct. The, they're all shrugging. Okay. Do you remember? The, do you remember the first gypsy guitar lick that you learned? That was like, oh wow, that's cool.
3: Boy. Or is uh, it just too long ago? Yeah, it's been a while.
1: What's the hardest gypsy jazz lick that you?
3: Well, I spent a lot of time kind of learning a lot of the sweet picking stuff. You okay. know, like, there's like these triplet sweet yeah. picking Can you things like. Uh, now that type of stuff is, was kind of a you know, that was something that uh, I had to spend a lot of time on, and it, you know, this type of music is really taught from one person to the another to another. There's, you know, now, way, way I would say there's got to be like 90 five percent more of literature out now than when I started just six, seven years ago playing this music. Yeah. It's really exploded as far as popularity. And when I started, it was like there was not a lot of literature. And so yeah. for me, like learning that, that particular technique of the, the triplet sweep picking stuff, it like took, you know, finding videos of people doing it and actually seeing it because yeah. I didn't have anybody here in Madison who could really teach me how to do a lot of these things. So. But it, it, like this music is taught from one person to the next. You know, in a lot of ways, the chord forms, the songs, the t- guitar techniques is yeah. it's very much like a family or like a community kind of music. So.
1: It was like the uh, Madison, the, the uh, Midwest Gypsy Jazz Festival. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? The uh, Gypsy type? Swing Festival. but Midwest Jones. Gypsy Swing Festival has been going great guns for a few years yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you definitely can catch, catch these guys at gypsyswing.com.
5: Yeah.
1: I'm impressed you ended up, I, I think you own several domains that have names that have to do with... Uh,
3: I did, yeah. I, I kind of yeah. gobbled up some of them, you know. <laughs> um, the gypsyswing.com yeah. one, like everybody always asks me, like, how, you know, how did you ever get that? You know, it's like you must have just paid an arm and a leg for it, or whatever. You know, truth be told, I was the only bidder on an internet auction, so I got it for sixty bucks. I was the only one who even tried for it. People probably just
1: assume that there's no way that that was available. I
3: had been, I had, I mean, I I had already had the band, and I already had GypsySwing.net. Okay. And uh, um, I was keeping an eye out. You know, I mean, I I kind of knew that it was going to be coming up for sale. I just figured that I'd be you know priced out or whatever you know so if you
0: got offered enough money would you sell it
3: (laughs) i don't know it depends (laughs) where the band's at (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh just kidding no i i mean really definitely not not unless you know not unless i could take that money and put it towards caravan.com which is probably unlikely
0: yeah right (laughs) that's a good answer
1: (laughs) so but definitely right now you can go to gypsyswing.com yep to catch these guys. Who are some other uh, movers and shakers on the scene that people should check out if they're digging this? Robin Nolan? Robin
3: Nolan's been to Madison quite a lot. and, yeah. and you know, um, Alfonso Jelly at Swing Jaton. They're from Chicago. Another great yeah. band. Um, internationally, uh, my favorites are uh, Chavlo Schmidt and uh, you know, Stuckel Rosenberg, Jimmy Rosenberg... Um, I'm trying to think who else. There's so, I mean, it's really like it, it's it's amazing because yeah. you know as 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 into this genre as I am, it's like I still find find uh, uh, videos and and CDs of people that I've never even heard of before. Yeah. And tr- truly, like YouTube is is the coolest thing for gypsy jazz because you just get the like totally behind the scenes things at these inter- at these festivals over in Europe. Like you know these amazing players just sitting around playing behind by a campfire or, or whatever and. I mean that's like you know the the real side of the music. You know they always they always say that if you go to the Samoa Jazz Festival, which is like the longest running, uh, Gypsy yeah. Jazz Festival, that the real music is happening in the campgrounds and not on the main stage. Right. You know, and that seems to be true from what I've seen on the video on the internet. Anyway,
1: I like the video YouTube video of uh, I don't know if this was staged or not, but it's uh, um, uh, Jimmy Rosenberg right getting mm-hmm. out of jail
3: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah out of prison
1: is that staged no it ha-
3: i mean that so, happened i so don't know if that actual footage is really actually what's oh, happening okay. but because there's footage yeah, there of him is...
1: getting out of jail and then his girlfriend or something they've driven up in the car and he open they open up the trunk and it's jimmy's guitar which yeah. presumably hasn't played for months or years or whatever and he picks it up and he just Goes starts to town, yeah. wailing <laughs> on it you know like, don't tell me you didn't warm up if
3: right. to do that. Well, I think that they used that footage in a. Uh, they put out a couple of do- of videos when he c- yeah. when he got out. They put out a couple of concert videos, and I think that that footage is part of a part of a, a like bonus footage oh, okay. or maybe leading up to the concert type stuff. I think yeah. maybe one of them is a documentary or one of them's a, of them's a uh, um, stage a concert. But uh, yeah. yeah, he was truly one of my first heroes of uh, gypsy jazz guitar. He's yeah. totally amazing and. You know, t- technical wizard, and for sure.
1: Yeah, so. and pr- you, you should, should, you guys should consider prison at least for a short time. Yeah, I'm making- <laughs> the night is young. The night is young. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to, you want to play some? Sure. Yeah. All right. Enough
3: talking, right? So, just a little uh, foreground or whatever you want to call it on this tune. This one's called Caprahina. It's another original. This one's going to be on a new CD, and uh, this one's I wrote for a cocktail, so it's a booze tune. Uh Capurina is a great cocktail uh, Brazilian cocktail with a bunch of juice, lime juice, lemon juice, and sugar and rum, so gotta try one <laughs> Here it is Caprajina One, two, one, two. Three. <laughs>
1: So that was an original.
3: It is, yeah.
1: Excellent. That's on the new CD. Hey, what's the title of the new CD? Do you guys have? Oh, uh, we haven't yet? decided that
3: okay. yet. Yeah, we figured the last one was called Caravan Gypsy Swing Ensemble, so this one might be, two. No, I don't know. <laughs> I have We didn't even discuss it yet. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like we just basically got off, did, did the recording, yeah. and like I said, I really haven't even heard the, the um, whatever, the rough mixes yet. So right. It's that fresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. We're it trying is. to figure
5: out we how
2: to. We just laid an egg. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we want to work more sex and drugs into the title this time.
5: Yeah.
1: So. Cool. Uh, Dude. <laughs> so about the rest of you, I mean Ed, Ed Fila also plays with Mary and I. We're all I, I play with the band too occasionally and record it on the album. But Ed and Mary and I are also in a, a band called the Stella Novas. So this is a real treat for us tonight because we don't usually have bands that we're directly associated with on the show, or we haven't yet. Kind the kind of Bob an Westfall ancestral. band we had on actually a while back. And cool. We, and uh, we had Robert Jay on from the Moon Gypsies. But, so this is cool tonight. But Ed also plays, um, when, we, when we met Ed a long time ago, playing a variety of different tunes. But I don't know that the band's together now, but you had a great band called Next Exit for quite a while.
4: Well, I, yeah, I, I pretty much came from more of an electric guitar background. So I think when we first met, I was definitely playing more electric guitar then, for sure. Right, and, right. And over the years, just as I've gotten older or whatever, you know, it's your age. He's taken on a harder project because <laughs> he's yeah, gotten older. Yeah, <laughs> to the acoustic guitars. So.
5: Yeah.
0: It's hard not to. And I still
4: play electric with Chris and Mary, though, because, you know.
0: Well, because yeah. it's a different kind of jazz. Yeah, thing, it's just yeah.
4: something different than this. So.
0: Yeah. Now, did you
1: co-write some of the tunes? I know you've written some tunes that the band's doing.
4: Um, I don't know if we do anything, but this band doesn't do anything okay. I've written. Other bands, you know, we've it's played It's definitely stuff, done some arranging for oh, us. Oh, right, yeah, yeah,
1: sure. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have Greg Smith. Over here, and Greg's going to join us, actually, for, uh, if you're at the live show, obviously, or if you're listening, this is kind of part two of the live show tonight. We're going to have um, the North Country Drifters on, which is a, a Texas Western swing band, and Greg oh. also plays with that band, as do I. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Greg also is a, is a great local musician, does a lot of different things, plays with the Madison Symphony. What mm-hmm.
6: else? Um, oh, I, uh, Chamber Orchestra, you You'd Vicious, Reptile Palace Orchestra, yeah. we got the Drifters, um, uh, Avenue Sizzlers. Uh, right. We play at the Avenue Bar down the street here uh, every Monday night, unless the Packers are on TV. For how long? And we've been doing that for 15 years, and, <laughs> and when we started, our girl singer was 68. <laughs> you, you do the math. <laughs> well,
0: and I just realized that we got the sax clarinet player, the guy who has to carry the least amount of stuff, is playing with both bands.
6: <laughs> Wait a minute. They each have one instrument. I have three. Well... I've noticed the more of this stuff I bring, I, you know, and I'm meticulous about putting it away. Is there are some bands like uh, Grupo Candela where I have four saxophones yeah. and percussion stuff, is the drummer beats me out the door, uh-huh. you know? stuff. that's bad news. Yeah,
0: because yeah, I was kind of thinking about the drummer or anybody with amps and all that stuff, but never mind. Never mind. <laughs>
1: And you're pl- you, with Reptile Palace Orchestra is with your, your wife, Anna, with,
5: who's with the Anna, lead singer. Yeah. Anna.
6: And then yep. uh, Yid Vicious is going, it's the klezmer band, and Anna's the guest uh, singer. And we're spending the month of November at a festival in Argentina. Oh, bummer. Which is really kind of a, a neat experience coming up. And I'm, yeah. I'm fortunate to have understanding bandmates who go, okay, we'll see you when you get back. I <laughs> mean, what's the weather like there in November? Uh, it's late spring. Oh, Really? Yeah, we're expecting 80s and 90s. Bring your shorts. Yeah, yeah It's going to be great. You're going to get more
0: <laughs> summer in that week or two than we've had all summer here. Yeah,
6: we're going to show up to snow when we get back. I'm, I'm looking yeah, ahead to that be. already.
5: Ah!
1: Yeah. You were just in Florida. No, not yeah. that it was a while ago. That it was, was a few while months ago. ago. Okay. I don't hold it against you. And, uh, Ke- <laughs> and Kevin Tipple back here on the upright base, who's almost as tall as the upright base.
5: It's
2: got an end pin, so I can just you
1: know. Oh yeah, you're cheating. I need. So do you. <laughs> is, is that a full size or is that a three quarter size? We were talking about three quarters. Three quarter. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of standard.
2: Okay. Upright base size these days, I guess. Yeah,
1: but you're confident anyway. It doesn't really them.
2: <laughs> I'm just compensating. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but you've also been around the scene for a while. We've known you for quite a while too. What What are some other Boy, things um, you?
2: I guess I got to know you mostly through this band, but but, but a yeah. long time ago, and I think I've told you about this privately, I very, yep. I very first met, well, I didn't really meet you, I saw you yep. back in, let me see, I've been like 87, 88, something yep. like that, playing back with Harmonious Whale down at uw platform where I was going to school at the time. Oh, that's right, that's right. that's And I, mean. I was a... Back, know,
3: back know, in this f- child virtuoso yeah. days. You were a youngster. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Just a tiny little thing. Well, you, you had shorter hair, I think. And yeah. Yeah, I remember that. He had shorter hair? He was taller, yeah. actually. i,
1: mean. I just gotten out of prison,
4: and <laughs> of
2: course, which lunch. launched my career, you know. It was the 80s, you know, kind of a mullet thing going on. Yeah. No, I, it wasn't a mullet, if I remember. No, was, uh, um, I, I just happened to pass the, uh, the school bar at the time and uh, Harmonious Whale, uh, band who most of you probably have heard yeah. of from Madison, who kind of started this you know, similar style of music. And they've been around for 15, 20, what, 15 years, something like that? Anyway, yeah. so, I mean, so you were playing with them the at the fo- time. They're actual and I, founders of <laughs> 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 swing music. Uh, <laughs> and you were playing with them at the time. I just happened, yeah, right. I just happened to just wander by and uh, yeah. really liked it, so uh, that's where I first saw you play but... You know, I think I finally met you, I did not know, a couple years back, something like okay. that. Yeah, that's
3: right.
4: You stalked him for 15 years in between. but
3: His life was really leading up to that meeting. <laughs> I always had this funny feeling that I was being
1: watched from the guy from, Yeah. Oh, Chris. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it's a
1: pleasure to play with you all. Thank you for coming in. pleasure
3: to be here and have you on our CDs.
1: Yeah. So what do you got now? What's up?
3: Uh, we'll play uh, another swing tune now. This one's a tune that I wrote on... I can't remember if it was like leading in or out of 2003, but uh, Django, Django Reinhardt had this habit of naming tunes after years that they were written in, and so this is Swing 03, But I don't remember if it was written in Swing o two, it was written in 2002 into 2003, but it was. I wrote it on New Year's Eve of one of those years, so it was all a you know, blur from one end to the next. But anyway, this is Swing 03.
1: You guys so forget s- all,
3: forget everything I said about practicing those sweeping things before. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot more of that later on, so I hope I
1: can do better. I'm just waiting for you to smash your guitars at the end of the show. Yeah. I think gonna be- <laughs> no. Call who? These beautiful who instruments, too. Yeah. So these are, are unusual guitars. If if you've ever, um, if, if you're listening to the podcast and can't see these things, you should Google. Um, Django Reinhardt. Django Reinhardt. You'll see this. Uh, and he played a Selmer.
3: Selmer guitar, yeah. Selmer guitar.
1: Yeah, so there are a lot of copies and different guitars like this. But the typical, the, the one of the unusual things about them is sometimes they'll have like a very tiny oval, F, uh, oval sound hole, and sometimes they'll have what's called a D-hole, right? Yep. D-shaped holes, very, very long and narrow, and usually has a very wide bridge. This is what the strings cross over. Um, yep. But they're designed to to really kick out the sound, right? Right, to really yeah,
3: they're kind of interesting guitars because there's elements of, uh, you know, arch-top guitar construction, acoustic, you know, normal flat-top guitar construction, and also... Uh, like elements almost of like a banjo or mandolin, I guess, you know, like there's just a, a lot, of the, the classical too, like they have the slotted headstock, they have, you know, there's the uh, the, the D-holes especially, this is actually is a classical, My, the other, I'll play this one later, but there's an, another guitar here on stage for people who can't see that it actually is a nylon string gypsy guitar, but, um,
0: And the strings yeah, you use are different too, I mean, because right. they're, they're kind of a cross between a nylon and a steel string. Well, okay. they are
3: they are steel string, but they're they are they're, they're also quite peculiar. They're pro, they're they're processed like a nylon string guitar. So basically a normal acoustic guitar is going to have steel core copper windings and either chrome or brass, you know, or, or nickel plating. And these g- s- guitars have got silver plating on them, um, which is more looks more like a classical guitar. I mean, a lot of people will even okay. the steel string version will be mistaken for a, a classical nylon string. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of idiosyncrasies with the technique in playing them and with the equipment itself. So.
1: And don't you have a uh, an, an endorse- string endorsement?
3: Uh, we didn't do that anymore.
5: You Let's okay. not talk about that. Okay. Nobody wants to know about <laughs> okay, that. OK, never mind.
1: Because I know I've seen you just tear the thing apart. Yeah. Apart. It's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I saw a video uh, last night. Um, of a viola player. And this is kind of to prepare a class for kids in like do's and don'ts, performance do's and don'ts. Yeah. At Prairie Music Academy, where Mary and I teach. And there's this great YouTube video of this this classical violist. And he's playing, and all of a sudden, all of his strings snap simultaneously. I the, think the, the viola just buckles. Hmm. And you know it's an expensive interest instrument, but this is a classic example of... You know the best way to handle yourself. He's he's completely unflustered. He just kind of grins, and the crowd kind of chuckles and laughs and carries on. It's it's brilliant. I mean, the control it would take to. uh,
0: I mean, he didn't like sing the part then or something. Scream. He just let it go. (laughs) Because was he playing the
1: lead viola part? You're right. He blew it. it No, I mean I I don't know what happened. I I don't. He just it it stopped. It was done.
0: Oh, it was done. Okay.
1: But you guys, if something like that happens, you got roadies that come out come out with oh, your new you guitars. Bet.
3: We just uh, we yeah. just pull the trick where the two of us will play one guitar, you know, <laughs> or three of us, you know, even. And the crowd goes. <sighs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to break all my bass strings at one time. <laughs> that would be a feat.
5: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's a perfect segue into. Uh, <laughs> <later>. <laughs> but you do have the nylon string guitar later on. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, sometime. actually,
3: the next tune I'm going to play it on. So. Okay.
1: Accident.
0: And that's one of those D hole nylon strings, right?
3: Careful. Yes. Okay. The D. The D. Well, how would I know? This is another original. It's called How Would I Know? And Chris is on our CD on this tune. This is uh, another good friend who also plays in both the <laughs> Novas and the Caravan. Uh, Jim Hoovey is playing Tabla on this tune. So try to envision a lot of, you know, going on yeah. during the song.
1: <laughs> he was sitting on. Nobody's the floor got a possibly. tablet
3: here, right? Okay.
5: Come uh-huh. on.
1: Thank you so much. So how'd that title come about?
3: Um, Well, you know, a lot of times when I... This is kind of weird, I guess, but... Well, maybe it's not weird. I don't know. Tell me. Um, When I write a song, like, it tends to... Like, if it doesn't all come out of me at once, uh, it doesn't really tend to happen, Yeah. you know? And a lot of times what I try to do is... I try to like especially much more like within the last you know I guess the t- tunes that I wrote for this record, and uh, I mean some of the older stuff too, but you know I, early on, a lot of my tunes that I wrote were like kind of technique based, you know, but these tunes, like this one in particular, like I tried to like think of a lyric, like think of something that you would say and the rhythm of what like language, and although it's an instrumental tune, I actually have like sort of fragmented lyrics that almost don't mean anything for this one. Like, some of them sort of mean, I don't even remember what they are, to be honest, <laughs> at this point, but it was like, how would I know? Like, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember anymore, actually. But that was, I mean, that was kind of my thing. It's like, and it was the same thing with the last tune, or the tune we played earlier, Caprina, yeah. that, like, had kind of pseudo lyrics at one point. Like, I just tried to think about s- singing a melody. Yeah. So. That's where I mean those latin tunes they lend themselves so well to the human language I think you know some of these aggressive gypsy jazz swing tunes clearly you couldn't you know write a <laughs> write a, a words to but right. uh, you know so yeah that you know I mean it doesn't really have a specific meaning I guess it just okay. you know I wrote a that was kind of like the first sentence of the song and the lyrics that don't really exist
5: how did i know
1: <laughs> blah 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 blah
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah.
1: So that's for uh, Caravan 3. This will be on there with the lyrics. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs>
1: but uh, we have time for uh, one more for sure. Sure. Or a couple more shorties. But um, please go to gypsyswing.com to find out more about Caravan Gypsy Swing Ensemble. Where are you guys playing coming up here? Because I know you typically have... Well, we're
3: actually playing here at the Brink Lounge on Saturday, this coming Saturday. Okay. We'll be out in the nightclub area, um, or in the, the bar area there, yeah. and uh, after that, uh, well, actually on this coming Thursday, which will probably free, work for your benefit, but not for anyone who's listening to the podcast, <laughs> um, we're playing at the Frequency with uh, a band called The Squirrel Hunters, which is, are good friends of ours. They and were that's on a happy the show hour. last week. Yeah, yeah, they were on the show. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, that's at 6 and the brink on Saturday is at uh, 8 o'clock and uh, after that we've got a little short time off and then back to it again. So you just have to check gypsyswing.com to see our current calendar. I'm hard, it's hard for me to remember like right. more than 2 gigs out from where i am so when they're kind of crammed together you know <laughs> thursday saturday i don't really know where my life is heading <laughs> i know
1: what you mean i know what you mean but you guys are typically really busy especially in the summer i mean you're in the dells you're playing festivals you're we just we had all a all really busy
3: summer this yeah. year we were it felt like we were all over the place we were to we went to southern michigan to uh, canton which is kind of in between Ann arbor and uh,
5: yeah
3: and uh uh, Detroit, and we were up in uh, Saginaw, Michigan, and uh, we played a Davenport, sch- Iowa, Davenport, Iowa no Stevens Point Jazz Fest, uh, right. Hayward, Wisconsin, at the Park Theater. We were yeah, it was a lot of really busy summer, and this is a big part of what made our I think our recording go so smoothly. It was just that we had a lot of these high pressure concerts, and and in addition, obviously a lot of rehearsing leading up yeah. to it. But uh, yeah, it was a great summer. That's the know, best every, every year, I mean. Every year, I I'm, I worry that you know we won't have as good of a year as the last year, and so far, so good.
1: <laughs> that's because you're worrying.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Booking is a, a lot of. That's a big job. It so. is.
1: We could go on about that, but we yeah won't. <laughs> we won't. It's too
3: boys boring for everybody
1: else. <laughs> but after the show, or sometime we'll all sit down at a, over a beer and we'll we'll talk about it. All right. This. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you? What would be a good? Do you have, do you have one more for us? Do um.
3: Could, well. Uh, let's see. You want to, do, to Dark Eyes? Sure. Dark Eyes. You do Dark Eyes? Yeah. That will uh, be a good one. That's kind of like uh, one of the important tunes in this in the genre. So we're, we're just going to officially wing this one. This is Dark Eyes and uh, we rarely play this one anymore. So I guess we'll all go on this little journey together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: swing ensemble thanks so much thank you so much for coming down mm. Mr. Chris Rupenthal Ed Fila, Kevin Tipple Greg Smith, catch them at gypsyswing.com, thank you for coming to Mad Toast Live, check us out on madtoastlive.com and iTunes, special thanks to Andy LaVallee, our doing front of house engineering and podcast producing and Nick McNeese our assistant engineer from Bear Sound thanks to the Brink Lounge WRT 89.9 FM listener sponsor community, Back Porch Radio here in Madison, Wisconsin. Thank you for coming.